Hello and welcome to the Center Pass podcast brought to you by Netball Draft Central. And we're back. Round one is in the books and a huge round of Suncorp Super Netball to kick off 2019. Uh, my name is Jared Gardner and I'm joined this week by Taylor Balke and Sophie Taylor. Steph missing out this week. But a huge first round of Suncorp Super Netball, as I said. Amazing to see that the bottom four teams from 2018 defeating the top four teams from 2018. Oh my God, I didn't even realize that. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just some great netball being played all around. A few surprises, a few teams really staking their claim as early premiership fancies. What did you guys think of the round as a whole? I think there was a lot of excitement to take out of this round. We got some, like you said, some huge wins. We even got a few upsets here and there. And I think it also just, you know, it gave everyone a whole new perspective of the competition that this is really a completely new season. Like, forget about last season, this year, everyone's got a chance. Yeah, all bets are off. Just because you made top four last season doesn't mean you're going to make it again. And that's awesome to see. Yeah, and I think I think the intro for the Suncorp Super Netball on, on Channel Nine was forget everything you know about yeah. Suncorp Super Netball, and that, you've got to take that completely literally because it's it's a whole new year. There's um, some new like new faces on teams and some um, changing colours from some players. I think we'll get straight into the first game of the round, and it was a doubleheader at Melbourne Arena on Saturday night. The first game, the Vixens seventy three defeating the Firebirds sixty one. A real uh, stamp of authority from the Melbourne Vixens. Emily Mannix was voted best on court uh, for that game. What did you guys think of this one as a whole? It was uh, a really high-scoring performance for the Vixens, and the Firebirds. A few question marks, few question marks creeping in pretty early in the season. Yeah, well, I was really impressed by the Vixens, especially after that pitiful, I, I don't want to say pitiful, but pitiful first quarter performance, honestly. Um, I think there was zero and six at one stage. Yeah, it it was pretty... It was, it was, it, a, it wasn't it was good a tricky start. Yeah, yeah. No. but the thing is, I'm kind of looking at it <clears throat> like, was it a bad start from the Vixens or was it just an exceptional start from the Firebirds? Because they did start really, really well. The, the impact of... Um, Hinchliffe and Jenna. Uh, Jenna early on was so good. They really um, put Caitlin Thwaites under the pressure. So, like, there was a lot going on really, really well early for um, the Firebirds, but I just don't think the it, it was going to work out. Even watching the end of the first quarter, it was like, is experience or the raw youth and talent going to come out on top? And I think that was that was a major focal point of that game is the fact that the connections everywhere else down the court for the Firebirds remained the same, but it was that defensive uh, pressure that they couldn't maintain and they didn't have anyone else that could go back there and be like, all right, let's settle this down. Let's do the little things right. And we saw Hinchcliffe, unfortunately, she picked up quite a lot of penalties and that was just mainly because Waits is so experienced. She knows how to position her body. Yeah. She knows where she wants to hold space. She knows where she the ball is going to go. And Hinchliffe just couldn't combat that. And yes, with more experience and more exposure at the high level, she'll definitely develop that. But, you know, the, the Vixens took full advantage of that um, inexperienced 
defensive end and they just pulverized them in the end. Yeah, it was a really good start for the Firebirds. As you said, Sophie, they got on top early. They were eight to one after four minutes of play in this game. Um, and it, it would have been a bit of a shaky start or a bit of a nervy start for Caitlin Sway. She didn't get on the board until just after five minutes had gone in the game, yeah. which is something she would have never experienced at the Magpies in her two years there because she was such a focal point. Um, and, and it wasn't even really her fault or it wasn't Tegan Phillips' fault. It was just the ball just... Wasn't coming down it, there. It, yeah. it wasn't able it wasn't to get down into, into that um, attacking third. So eventually... She got, she really got into the game and, and shot really well. 50 of 51 for the match. Uh, Ting and Phillip uh, shot 23 of 24. So that was really a good performance for those two to miss two shots between them the whole game. And we've said it time and time again about this Firebirds team. They just miss too many shots. I think especially Ronaldo Aiken. Yeah. Um, she shot 36 of 42 for this game. So it's, I, I think it, it's, it's a good... Uh, percentage to be shooting at, but it's just, um, I think just the volume of what the Vixens were shooting um, just really got them on top in the end. And I think what I took out of this, and you can just look at the scoreboard, we spoke about it in the pre-season, we spoke about it a lot towards the end of last season. The Vixens need to put together four quarter performances. Yeah. And aside from the first five minutes of the game where, where they only scored one goal, they put on 20 in the second quarter, 20 in the third quarter, and 18 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So we finally, yeah, we finally got that consistency for the Vixens. And if they can do that, if they can score 70 points every game, they're going to win 98% of the games they play. Yeah. One thing I was also really impressed with, and I know we've had questions about Tegan Phillip in the past, but she was really impressive, especially in the first quarter when Thwaites was really struggling to get into it. Um, yeah. Uh, number one, obviously, she's she's so good at the centre pass, uh, for one thing. She was really putting herself out there and putting herself in a position to actually receive the ball and then actually using all that footwork and that really great movement to get down into the circle and put herself in a position to receive the ball and then either feed off toothweights or take the shot herself. And I was just really, really impressed with that because last season we did see weeks where she would be on and off or she wouldn't be shooting a lot or so like it was, it was good to see her still putting that good volume up. Yeah. And just have a look at the stats from that first quarter. She had seven center pass receives, which is the same amount as Liz Watson and then shot seven of seven and Thwaites took eight shots and made eight of hers. So she was, she was really doing everything in that first quarter. She was getting that ball from the center pass and then able to cut back and, and get those shots and really help out Caitlin Thwaites in the circle, which was something she never really had at Collingwood. Yeah, she didn't yeah, have that yeah. goal it was, attack. It was it was just Caitlin Thwaites. It bombed into her. She'll score the goal. She's going to score. Have to score fifty a game for Collingwood to win. Whereas now she scores fifty, and Phillip scores twenty three. So seventy three points is going to win you a lot of games. So they're not going to have to rely on Caitlin Thwaites to score as much this but this year. One th- oh, there you go. I was going to say one thing that I was a little bit surprised with is that they didn't make any changes. So McKinnis stuck true to the. Yeah. I'm going to starting seven, finishing seven type of thing. But I would have loved to have seen Katie Ann Haney come on yeah. because in that first quarter, I think that Ramalda Aiken absolutely owned Emily Mannix. 100%. Yeah. She was – like Mannix couldn't get anywhere near the ball. Yeah. And then I I'm, I mean, good on her for getting best, best on court, whatever you want to call it, player of the match. But I think that, that Philip or there was someone else that – 
You know, I just yeah. wasn't 100% sure on yeah. her getting that. But, you know, I would have loved to have seen McInnes bring on Katie Ann Haney and give her that court time because yeah. you can't guarantee that, you know, your starting seven is going to always be that same starting seven and going to provide the same consistency that they have been. And I think that's been a key issue for the Vixens at times is that once they make a change, they can't adapt. So you've got a scoreline of 73 to 61. Bring her on for five minutes at yeah. the end of the game and, and let your team settle to yeah. get used to that type of – that difference. Yeah, and we saw it last year when Maddox unfortunately had to miss a bit of time with, I think, finger injury towards yeah. the end of last season. Katie Andahaney, Dehaney came in and really played a, a great couple of weeks in defence. Yeah, and yeah. especially when going up against Ramelda Aiken, who's one of the tallest, most Athletic. dominant shooters, she's just – it, it's so hard to defend her yeah. and she shoots 14 or 15 in the first quarter. It might've, I mean, it obviously worked and they were oh, able to exactly. quell her influence for the, for the rest yes. of the game. But, um, maybe if you had got Dehaney in earlier, it might've just slowed the game down. Yeah. And, but I mean, they won. It you was, can't, it was yeah. a dominant, it was yeah. a dominant performance. Yeah. No, no doubting that. But I think that McInnes just needs every now and then just, let the fans yeah. also see the changes. Like, let us show us the depth that you have. Yeah, and I think it's a luxury that they've got Ina Marie Venter who didn't see a minute. Exactly, but because their shooters were playing so well, um, they didn't have to bring her on. So it's a luxury that if Philip is a bit off or Caitlin Thwaites is, is is picks up a knock or yeah, um, they do have that luxury of bringing Venter on. Um, she just has to be ready. Yeah. yeah, and that'll be the big thing. But I think overall a great performance uh, from the Vixens. One last thing I might touch on, um, because I said this just before we went to air, that you, if I look at the stats of this game, it looks like Liz Watson was the dominant player on the court. She had 36 assists from her 48 feeds and had 27 center pass receives, the most of any player on the court. But if you actually watch the match, and I think you guys were both there. Yeah. Gabby Simpson did a really good job on her. She was super impressive. Yeah. The amount of defensive pressure that she applied. She covered Liz Watson's every move, her, every single dodge, every change of direction. She was there. And yeah, Watson still won a heap of the ball. And that's just credit to the classy player that she is. Simpson did not let her get an easy touch. And yeah. I think that was really important to the Firebirds to show, you know, we might not win all of our games, but if we play our roles and, you know, we apply that pressure, we can still have a, a good game. Yeah, and she was really covering Liz off the ball as well. I think that's uh, something that wasn't that isn't really taken into consideration when you think about the stats because um, she was so intense. Her pressure was right there. It was almost like she was holding up the defensive and she was saying, this is what we need to do every ball. Um, yeah. She did pick up a few... Um, penalties in the last quarter I think in particular but the pressure she was putting on she was causing Watson to actually move into positions that weren't necessarily the best they weren't to her advantage which meant that Gabby was actually able to come around and either deflect the ball or get a contact so I thought she was really really good <clears throat> and much better than what the stats say. Yeah, definitely. And I think she was probably along with, I, I think, Gretel Tippett, the shining lights for yeah. the Firebirds in this game. Um, obviously, when you score 61 goals in a game, it's it's you're, you're doing something right and yeah. you're going to win a lot of games scoring 61 goals. But when you come up against an attack as prolific as the Vixens, it just unfortunately doesn't go your way. Um, the Firebirds, 
have an uh, will have an opportunity to get on the board this week against the Magpies. It's going to be a tough task, but uh, they will be looking to bounce back at home in round two. We'll move on now to the second game of the round, and it was the Magpies in the second game of the doubleheader at Melbourne Arena, uh, defeating the Sunshine Coast Lightning, fifty-seven to forty-three. This was really a coming out party for this Magpie side. They had seven players making their Magpies debuts and a, a great all-round performance, defeating, obviously, uh, the back-to-back reigning premiers. Obviously, a, a bit of change in that side, but um, still got a, a lot of players that, that took them to glory the last two years. What did you guys think of this one overall? I think it was a really, really exciting game, and it was good to see that the Magpies played as a team. I think in previous times, you know, the connections haven't been as strong, but you could see that the connection down the court was really, really strong. They looked for each other. They moved into space. And just that understanding on the court, I think, was a lot better. And that, in the end, actually allowed them to attack harder, defend better. And it it kind of got them the game, you know. They were just really – they had a solid – solid game plan and you can see that they stuck to it and credit to them, you know, they really show that they're here to play. Yeah, I had a few question marks about the Sunshine Coast side though. They're starting yes. seven. I was a little bit surprised to see Kara Conan starting yeah. in goal shooter. Um, and you can see, like watching the game, you can see that she's definitely been coached with the same um, kind of Tactics Tactics as Bassett. Yeah, she's got the same kind of mindset. She moves the ball the same way. Um, And so I understand kind of starting her in there, especially since she's had the experience with Steph Wood. She moves a bit more than Bassett. A fraction more. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I was was really interested by that. I would have really liked to see Peace Proscovia um, get the start. And she was really good in the second half, I thought. So, yeah, I was a little bit um, unsure about that. Um, and it didn't get them quite off to the start they wanted. So, yeah, still still not 100% sure on the attacking end for Lightning this season. And I think the defensive end also struggled at times. Like Pretorius was not her normal dominant yeah. self, I wouldn't say. Yeah. But maybe because like her connection with Mawaini is clearly it's there because they play spa, spa Proteas together. Yeah. But I think the different level and a different physicality and different coaching ta- uh, tactics and all the different game styles, you could see that, you know, the intent was there, but the execution wasn't at yeah. time. And yeah. that just allowed the Magpies shooters. Nat Medhurst was stellar and so was Shimona Nelson, you know. They, the um, Lightning defenders just couldn't stop that and they didn't know how to almost. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was kind of, you, you look at the opposite end of the court, um, Jeeva Mentor and April Brownlee had a great game together yes. and, and Jeeva Mentor obviously has that little bit of insight. She's obviously been in the Sunshine Coast yep. group for the past two years. She obviously have, having been trained against, um, Cara Conan at times and also yep. Steph Wood, she knows what they're going to do. Um, and was really, I, I think probably able to impart a lot of wisdom on this Magpies team along with Kelsey Brown. Um, and April Brownlee had a really impressive game. I think she kind of when you think of the magpie, she's always kind of faded into the back and yeah, kind of yeah. everyone kind of forgets that, that she's a diamond. She's still one of the top defenders we have in Australia. Uh, she was, she got player of the match for this game and I think did a great job on Steph Wood. And that, it was glaringly obvious that they restrict this lightning team to 43 goals for a yeah. game. Yeah. It doesn't happen off mass. Yeah. It's, it's a, a huge get and, uh, 
Uh, I think that was really where this game was won. Uh, in the shooting circle for the Magpies, Shimona Nelson, I think, showed some really good signs. Yes. Um, the, the one probably big knock on her last season was she was able to get the ball, but her hands were just not strong enough to, to bring it down. I think she was phenomenal in yeah. this one. She, she shot 46 of 54, so only at 85%. But I think there was a lot of nerves going into this game, and I think that'll kind of um, even out, and she'll be closer to 90% um, for the rest of the season. Nat Medhurst, in her debut in Collingwood Colours, what do you guys make of, of her match? Oh, Nat was just – she was really impressive. I think not only her work – in the goal circle, but yeah. around it and feeding that ball into Nelson and being an actual threat on the court yeah. was just yeah. so impressive. And she just ran rings around Pretorius at times. She was yeah, given that much space. She could do what she wanted. She was like setting up the play yeah. in attack. And who else would you want the like who else would you want to do that? She was just pin her passes were pinpoint. Yeah, it was like it was so good. It, yeah. It was such a great um, I think watching the first kind of five minutes, I think of all pretty much all the games this weekend, every team kind of looked a little bit nervous. And there's yeah. been a, a bit of an extended preseason. Teams have played a lot of preseason games. Like the Team Girls Cup, there's been a lot of yes. matches going on. So I kind of thought pe- the teams would go in and they'd be really strong from the get-go. That wasn't the case. A lot of teams looked really nervous. But Nat Medhurst, I think, was probably the most switched on of all players yeah. just from the start. I, I remember... Um, I think it was about two or three minutes in, she got the ball almost basically at the transverse line and just like lobbed in a feed to Shimona Nelson. It was perfect. And it's just like straight away, it was perfect. And Shimona Nelson obviously had, um, was, had the ability to go up and grab the ball. So I think she was great. And she also, I think we've spoken about this in, in previews and just looking at this Magpie side in preseason having that Medhurst helps out Kim Revellian so much. Yeah, And I think... Rabs had a better game because of it. Was vintage. It was vintage Rabs. She was so. She looked so so strong. And because she didn't have to worry about the attacking as much and feeding into the circle as much as she did have to um, in the last two years, she was able to really just kind of sit back. Kelsey Brown and Nat Meadows doing a lot of the feeding into the circle. And she was able to sit back, play uh, really defensively. And Laura Langman is a really tough task to come up against in the first round. But I think Rebellion did a great job. Yeah, yeah. 100%. She was really solid. And I think, I can't remember if I'm this right, but I think she got a couple of deflections and um, maybe an intercept or two, but she was just really solid across the court, you know. She applied that hands over pressure and she got her she got into the way of Langman and wasn't afraid to, you know, really assert herself and say, no, like, you know, this is my area. I'll, yeah. I'll control it. And like you said, she really helped out that defense end as well with – Mentor and Branley, still that's a new connection, but you wouldn't know that because yeah. the way they all transitioned down the court was really solid. Uh, I think the final thing I'll touch on with this game, we spoke about the Vixens just earlier and how they didn't make a change for the entire match, even though they had it sewn up yeah. pretty late. The Magpies, completely different. Rob Wright made uh, three changes with five minutes to go in this game. Uh, Kim Revalian came off Kelsey Rainbow, uh, Mel Bragg came on at goal defense and Gabby Sinclair came on in goal attack. That's such great experience for these three players. Just even get that five minutes of play. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Well, it's, it's even yeah. just getting the call up and saying, yeah, you are good enough for this. Yeah, yeah we've got a good lead, but you're good enough to keep the lead going. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's something that's a real confidence booster for not only those players, but for the entire court. They all know they can get the job done and keep, keep that consistency going despite players being moved around. So I think that's really good for the Magpies. Yeah, and I think Gabby Sinclair was one that was really, um, she's obviously on their uh, 10-player roster for this season. Um, Mel Bragg and Kelsey Rainbow obviously in for Maddie Brown and Matilda Garrett. Um, and that's a luxury for the Magpies yeah, to have those two players that, that'll come back and replace um, two young players who, who've had a good shot. And that'll do them a world of good just for their confidence levels, just to know that they stand up at this level and just for the future it's looking good for those three and yeah. for the Magpies in general. Um, we were all pretty high in the Magpies in preseason in our predictions. We all had them very close to the top of the ladder, if not premiers. Um, I think there's there's no reason to change those predictions now because they've they've shown really early on that they're, they're really a contender this year. Yeah, and I'll just quickly touch on Jeeva. It's come out in the that, last few that days be my thing. that she <laughs> had no obstructions or game. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Just took it from you. But like if she keeps up that good form and sets that as an example for the rest of the team, they could go all the way because at How the end of the day, you don't want the ball. Yeah. Uh, well, you don't want a player being out of play in the circle. Yeah, she got some contacts, but I think it was about the same average as most of the other defenders, if not less. So yeah, the fact that Jeeva kept to zero uh, obstructions it's all game. Just it's ridiculous. Insane. How does how yeah. does a defender do that? Like her how hands, does anyone do her that? Hands, <laughs> her hands over pressure is like immense, and yeah. yet to have it perfect for the entire time is just it's yeah. mind blowing. It's nuts. Yeah, it's it's why she's the best in the world. Yeah, there's there's no doubting. Yeah, that. There's, yeah there's absolutely no doubting, and 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 she's such she's going to be such an important player for this Magpies team for for this 2019 season. Um, so yeah, the score there, 57 to 43 in favor of the Magpies, April Branley player of the match. Uh, so wins to both Melbourne teams in the first two matches of the season, season will go up to Sydney now for the third round of a uh, third, third match of the round. And this was the first real upset of the 2019 season. It was the Swifts 63 defeating the Giants 56 and there's a, there's a lot to talk about in this game because we spoke about the Giants in the preview and we said, how is this shooting third going to work with Bassett and Harden? And sure enough, it, it didn't. didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and we thought this is probably a game where they can take advantage of a, a less experienced defensive duo um, and really kind of stamp their authority. Caitlin Bassett, obviously, I think Julie Fitzgerald said, had only come into full training in the last week before the season. So it's it, it's obviously a bit rough for her excuses. to kind of come in. I was going to say, I feel like if that's the if that's the problem, then you don't play her straight yeah. away. I yeah. would much prefer to have her training and getting herself up to that standard yeah. rather than putting her on the court. She's underdone and then that influences the rest of the team. Yeah, and I, like, I don't think it's more about her movement because – Obviously, it was an uh, like arm yeah. injury, so it's not going to affect her fitness or anything. But it's, it's the accuracy. Yeah, it, it's something we'd never see from Caitlin Bassett. Twenty-eight of thirty-six in this game. Yeah, yeah, because I didn't see that stat. Yeah, so <laughs> it just—it's remote aching areas. <laughs> if I if I say, um, obviously, it's just—I guess it's as I was saying to you, Taylor, before yes. um, this morning. It's more that muscle memory, yeah. just to be able to put those shots up in that repetition that, that shooters really need. Just she wasn't obviously able to have that for this preseason. 
It was just confusing though. Yeah. It, I mean, the sp- you watch the game and you're like, okay, you've got Bassett holding in this area and then you've got Hart and trying to like hold in this yeah. area. And it's like, you can't both be holding shooters. Yeah. One of you needs exactly. to move. Yeah. Someone needs so to then Harton's like trying to run around like a crazy lady yeah. trying to get the ball. And then Bassett's just like, oh yeah, I'm just going to hold this space like a centimetre yeah. from the post. <laughs> and then, you know, it just, it wasn't working. It's and what she knows. Exactly. It's what she's always done exactly. for, for, for Lightning and for Australia. And that's that game plan's not going to change. It's yeah. it's too far gone now. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's not like it's her first second year where you're like, all right, you know, you've been at this team. We'll train you up our way. No, nah, yeah. good luck with that. This is how I play. This is what you recruited yeah. me for. Too bad, so sad. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's 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 going to be something that they really have to work on, um, just in the ne- next couple of weeks to really save their season. Because I mean, we know Lightning went zero and three to start last season yeah. and went on to win the premiership, but that's so tough to do yeah. to, to lose, to lose. If you lose a couple of games on the trot to start the season, obviously in an eight team competition where it is so tight and there's, I think there's eight teams can probably make finals as we've seen after the first week. There, mm. There's just so much talent on the court every, every time you go out there. And I also think moving JLP into center yeah. was they lost that defensive yeah, pressure yeah. yeah, and their defense end is struggling already because yeah. Pullman Pullman is solid, but Manua has hot and cold moments. Yeah. She's yeah. not that Rebecca Bully who was consistent yeah. and you could count on Bully to tag the yeah. goal attack out of the game and, and, the and is, do the little things right. With Bully as well, uh, she was almost like the unsung hero. She'd yeah. do so much and she wouldn't get the credit for it because she wasn't necessarily getting every single stat, um, stat on the board. Exactly. But it was really noticeable um, with Manua, especially, um, I really paid attention in the last quarter in particular. Um, and yeah, you could just see she was struggling. She also doesn't have the height, which doesn't help. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I, I thought this would actually be a good matchup for her on Helen Housby. She started yeah. a goal defense on yeah. her. And I thought Housby's not the most, like she's not got the jumping ability yeah. of what some other players do. She's, she runs around a lot, but I think Manua she's not would, physical was, yeah, I think yeah. Manua was going to be able to have, um, to really settle in well against Helen Housby, but um, Housby played really well and it's, it's exposed a, a big hole in the Giants team. Yep. Yeah, that being said, the Swifts really proved that they do actually have the firepower to, yeah. power yes. to get the job done. Yeah, because I think everyone, including all of us, I think all of us were kind of like, oh, yeah, Swifts, whatever. Well, um, I, I remember I saw a great, I think it was an Instagram story from Helen Housby uh, with a screenshot of saying that this was the biggest, like one of the biggest upsets of round one. And she said, well, it's not an upset for everyone who's inside the Swifts because they knew they had the talent and they knew they had that settled roster that had learnt so much from playing with each other for the last season that they knew they were up to the task to beat the Giants. Yeah, and And they they they, really hadn't lost anyone. Yeah. Mm. Like they they had – they've got a consistent lineup. They're only going to go from strength to strength. And I think like we said, we were just questioning whether they had that one player that if they were down – they could go, you know what, she will just save us. Like, I think there's still questions over that, but we yeah. know that they can play together as a team. Well, and, I, yeah. I think that one player this week was Paige Hadley. Yeah. She was the star for this game. She was the player of the match for this one. And I think her and Maddie Proud, that combination was really dominant in this one. Um, 
on the opposite side of the court, it was Kim Green and Jamie Lee Price, who you probably thought were going to have the ascendancy in this yeah. one. Kim Green obviously had a superb 2018 season. Jamie Lee Price moving into centre, it was a bit of a question mark, but she had a, a great 2018, obviously ended up in uh, diamond selection for her. But Maddie Brown and Paige Hadley took the chocolates in this one. Yeah. One, um, not, like another thing that really kind of frustrated me about the Giants was there was a lot of ball that they were throwing away in the last quarter yeah. in particular. They got really stressed with it. They they weren't able to hold on to the possession um, and they were creating their own turnovers. Which is really uncharacteristic for them yeah. because yeah, normally exactly. they treasure that ball. They're like, you know what, we've worked yeah. hard to earn this possession. We use our pinpoint passes. We will, you know, find space. We'll do this. But it was just like, we've got no idea what we're doing. Yeah. All their structure. And Kim Green and Jamie Lee Price had seven and eight general play turnovers respectively. Yeah, So huge. 15 between the two of them. That's huge. The Swifts had 18 as a team for the yeah. entire game. Yeah. So It's won and lost in, yeah. that, in that exact stat. Yeah. Mm. And it was just a matter of being able to get that ball into their shooters and not being able to turn the ball over. The Swifts had 75 attempts. Um, compared to the Giants only had 70. They shot around about the same percentage. So it was obviously just the amount of shots the Swiss were able to get there, able to put up the shots and able to make them. And and they, they were able to win this game and really win it pretty convincingly. In yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, 63 to 56, the score there. Swiss also won three quarters, so three extra bonus points, same as the Magpies and the Vixens. Uh, now the final game of the round, and I think the result we're, mo- we're, the, we're probably the most <laughs> excited for, and we were, we were, I was probably the most the happiest about this round. The Adelaide Thunderbirds sixty-one defeating the West Coast Fever sixty, and the streak is finally over. Yes. I, we knew it was Tw- going to happen this season. I just did yeah. not expect it to be round one against Fever. Like well, I, I think did you not know, see it coming. I, I can't remember who said it. It might have been Steph. Um, in our preview show, I kind of said the first three games for for the Thunderbirds, they've got the Fever and I think they've got the Swifts. Yeah, they got the Swifts yeah. next. Um, this week. And we said, can they, is there a real chance for them to win a game in their first three? And I think it might have been Steph that said, yeah, I think the Fever might be the one that they can get over the top of. And, and sure enough, they're able to get the job done. Yeah. Albeit... Um, the fever did deal with a few injuries to their their star players in in uh, Courtney Bruce and Janelle Fowler. Yeah, that but, was real worrying to see Courtney Bruce's. Arm. Yeah, why did and she the, stay on? And the fact that they kept her, that that, yeah. that she stayed on, then went off and came back on, and she was yeah. carrying her arm. She wasn't yeah. using it. She wasn't using. I it. mean, for me, it's that was a sign. big big concern and a big worry. That I'm sorry, it's. It's it's round one. You want to look after yeah. your players. Don't bring her back on. She's and not the yeah. World Cup this year. Exactly. You've got to actually think about She's, the Aussie, yeah. Aussie chances as well. Like that's Yeah, at least Alexander would have been watching that game and say, get her get off, her the, off court. the court. Be- yeah. She couldn't even – she was going for intercepts with one hand. She w- yeah. she caught the ball at one ha- one stage with one hand and threw it with one. Like, yeah. you know, it just – it was really worrying to think that they brought her back on yeah. for one game. And, it's and round one. It's yeah. not that eager. It's and, not that important. And also Janelle Fowler, I think it was an ankle injury that yeah. she went yeah. down with. I think it was in the, it was last very late. Quarter. It was yeah, in the last quarter, halfway last. through the last quarter. Um, we're actually expecting updates on those two players this morning. We're obviously recording this on Wednesday morning. Um, obviously when West yeah. Coast uh, put out that news, we'll have it and we'll be ready. Um but yeah, it's going to be a big blow if either one of those two is going to have to miss yeah. any game time because of be these huge. injuries. Um, but I think the credit where credit is due, oh, yeah. Adelaide 
played it. <laughs> played an awesome match. And um, it, it was interesting because we didn't know how Maria Falau was going to really integrate with yeah, this Thunderbird in. side. Um, I think she did a great job. She shot 24 of 31, so 77%. Sasha Glasgow shot 37 of 47, so 79%. So I think the, the percentage... percentage doesn't show yeah. the impact. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. Glasgow, I think a good chunk of her shots were missed in the last quarter, and yeah. that would have been based on the pressure and tired. put on she the ball. She was tired. But her impact early on in particular, um, she was she was putting those shots up. She was so confident. Yeah. And her rebounding, I think that's something she... I was so excited to see because you don't see goalers going for rebounds these days. Or at least she not had, short ones. Yeah, at anyway. least not the yeah. shorter ones. <laughs> she and had was... eight rebounds, eight offensive rebounds in this yeah, game. It's huge. The next best, obviously, Caitlin Bassett had seven, but you're expecting Caitlin Bassett if she misses a shot to get the rebound. Exactly. She's after right that, there, but... after that, Romelda Aiken and Helen Howes, we had three offensive rebounds each. Yeah. So it just shows that Glasgow is Glasgow yeah. and Bassett were really a league above in terms of. Um, getting back and rebounding their shots if they did miss. But the thing with Glasgow as well was I found um, it wasn't like she was waiting for the ball to come to her. She was springing up yeah. and going for those rebounds. Yes. She was making the jump. She was um, she was body make, positioning. Yeah. Exactly. She, she was, was really clever with how she positioned herself to get those rebounds. And I think that was something that was really good to see. I just, yeah, I was so impressed with her, especially, I mean... It was just so exciting. Yeah, exactly. It was so exciting to see, and especially like Glasgow and working with Falau. Like you could see at times. Yeah. I think there was a uh, there was a timeout at one stage, and Falau just went over to her and was like, "You know, you're doing a great job." But she was showing her like little body positioning things and just little bits here and there. And I think that that's going to go so far for her because just those little bits of experience and those little tips. Falau's one of the greats of the game, yeah. you know, and. I think having that experience is just going to be amazing for the Thunderbirds. Well, you're talking about exciting. Oh, here we go. (laughs) The defensive end for the Thunderbirds. We were were excited about it in the preseason. We thought this is going to be a real interesting, a real athletic. I don't think anyone expected the performance that they put in in this first match. I did. (laughs) Shamara Sterling. Oh. She was had 11 deflections, I have 10 no gains, and five intercepts playing on Janelle Fowler. Fowler. Like, oh, that I doesn't, was so impressed. It, it just doesn't happen. She the, is next yeah. level, yeah. honestly. The way that she read the ball, yeah. the way she just was so, so cool, calm, and collected. Yeah. Like, the ball was coming her way, and she would just be like, nah, this is mine, you know? Yeah. She was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I was I was really, really impressed with Sterling. And w- one thing that did slightly annoy me was the fact that um, she wasn't listening to the umpire's calls. Like, she'd be called for an obstruction and she'd go stand somewhere else. And the umpire's like, no, no, you have to go stand where I tell you to stand. And I was kind of like, yeah, like, hurry it up. Like, do do what you're meant to do. But other than that, she was really exciting to watch. And like Taylor said, the read of the play, the yeah. positioning. She put herself in, like, either in front or behind Fowler, but actually got it cleanly. Yeah. Even That's... pushing Fowler back to the transverse lines, uh, transverse, Baseline. to the goal line so that she couldn't, fi- like, physically go for the yeah. lob. Like, it was really clever play. Well, it's uh, it's amazing. She's only 23. You wouldn't know. And she's <laughs> the reigning um, player of the season for the Vitality Netball Super League over in England. And I thought, oh, yeah, she's, like, reigning player of the season. Yeah. Like, she's obviously a, she's a really good, good signing for Adelaide. Be, it'll need to be a step up in the Aussie yeah. League. Yeah, nah. and <laughs> I, I think she's she's been really lucky that, as a Jamaican, she's 
being able to play on Janelle Fowler in training and yeah. play on Ramalda Aiken in training. So she basically has had to base her game style off yeah. training against those yeah, types of players. True. So um, she benefits a lot from that. But, oh, God, it's a bright future ahead for her. Yeah. She's just – I can I don't have words for how good she yeah. was. I just – she was so impressive. And yeah. the fact that, you know, she also, you know, backed up her play. You know, she got an intercept. She then – you know, became another option if they needed in yeah. defence. You yeah. know, she didn't just um, relax and sit in the goal circle. No, she came out and she was hunting the ball and she was applying pressure and she was just really, really good and she worked really well with Alayla Gusketh and yeah, I, I think was she was Gusketh. kind of like an unsung hero, but yeah. she yeah. Uh, did the little things well and then, you know, she made, stamped her authority here and there with good intercept or yeah. a clever deflection. Yeah. It was just... Overall, a really strong defensive performance. I well, yeah. well, she's been voted as one of their leaders, Guskus. Yeah, and you can see re- why. Yeah, and she just really led by example, and it was good for Sterling to have that kind of experience there and that other that leader with her. Um, obviously, in the last little bit of the game, uh, Kate Sherman came on at goal defence, and Guskus went into wing defence. But just seeing them being able to make that yeah. switch and be confident with it, yeah, and be able to pull it off. Yeah. I, I think it was really, really good. And like we've said before, Shimon's, I mean, like I've said before, Shimon's one of my favourite defenders. <laughs> yeah. I think she is so underrated, um, especially being at Thunderbirds. So the fact that um, she did get her time on court and got to experience that first Thunderbirds win in a few years, like yeah. that is so massive. Yeah. And uh, the, yeah, you can go on all day about this Thunderbirds win. It yeah. meant so much that organisation to, to get a win after 27 matches yeah. Um, nice. without one, they, they did a great job and, and all credit to them because they're going to scare a lot of teams this, this season. Yes, yeah, they will. definitely. Um, that's it for the reviews for round one of Suncop Super Netball. We'll just quickly run through this week's games for round two, and then we'll get into our team of the week. Uh, the first match for round two, Firebirds and Magpies, obviously two different ends of the spectrum in round one. Um, the Firebirds with a lot to work on and the Magpies really impressive and really stamped their authority on this competition. Quickly, just one thing from each of you that that's probably the big talking point of this game or what you think will really make a difference in this game and who you think will win. Uh, I'm going to say defence and for the Firebirds, they need to sort that out ASAP yeah. because at the moment, if they're coming up against the Magpies, it won't work, I don't think. So I think Magpies will win comfortably. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also going to go Magpies just based off, and I, I'm not going to say the same as Taylor. I'll say <laughs> um, based off Jeeva's influence. Yeah. Um, defensively, I think she's got it over Aiken. Yeah. So that's why I'm going Magpies. And Branley also having a great game yeah, in yeah. round one will be on Grill Tippet. Um, I'll actually go completely different to the two of you. Okay. I'll say the midcourt is, oh, is yes. where the Magpies are going to run over the top of, yeah. of the Firebirds. And I think if Kim Rebellion can have that impact that she had in round one, Ash Razzle continues the great form that she's had across Suncorp Super Netball and AFLW into this season. Yeah. Um, she'll, yeah, she'll have a, a major influence on this game. Um, and yeah, I think the Magpies will, will win this one. The second game of the round, uh, Fever up against the Lightning, um, the big grand final rematch, albeit a, a, a bit, a few different players <laughs> on the court this time around. The big questions, obviously, will Janine Fowler and Courtney Bruce play in this game? And also, will Peace Proscovia start for mm. the Lightning? What do you guys think of this one and who's going to win it? I'm really torn 
because yeah. at the moment I'm looking at it like you know what this is actually a really even yeah um, matchup yeah. if we'd known if we knew what was going with, going on with Fowler and Bruce I would say Fever yeah. because I think that their connections are still there and defensively as well if they're able to have Bruce I think she'll get it on yeah. over Conan and even Prescovia but, because Prescovia is probably not used to that physicality. Yeah. But if they're not playing, I'd say Lightning because they have a stronger core. Yeah. Yeah, that being said, um, yeah, I don't know whether Lightning have the connections yeah. Yeah. all over the court. And so, yeah, I'm kind of 50-50 on this one. I think I think if Janelle Fowler doesn't play, I think they don't the, win. Yeah, the Yeah. I, I think really if, if one of them doesn't play, mm, like if, yeah, yeah they exactly. probably lose because yeah. they're just both – so important to, to they their side. They hold it up for, yeah. for them, yeah. They're, yeah. they're the bookends of this team and it'll be really interesting. So, yeah, my tip's really going to depend on Injuries. Where, yeah, whether those two play because I think both teams are really going to want to start or want to get their first win on the board for the 2019 season. Obviously, Fever will go in with that um, kind of thing on their mind of this is the team that beat us in the, the grand final in 2018. So they yeah. kind of want that revenge, but we'll see how that goes and see what the news coming out of the Fever is today. Uh, the third game of the round, Swiss and Thunderbirds. This is a really exciting game yeah. because it's two teams that are 1-0 and could the Thunderbirds make it two from two or is it going to be the Swifts that really uh, stake their claim? I'm going Thunderbirds because I think that their defensive end will just be able to apply too much pressure yeah. on their attackers, on the Swifts attackers, because we've seen that Wallace is a very casual, laid-back style yeah. type of shooter and he's strong in the air, but Sterling is Yeah, she's stronger. done it to Neil Fowler. She can, yeah. she can hold it. Sterling anyone, really. is way stronger, and I think if that's a matchup, then that the Thunderbirds will win. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I, I also think Thunderbirds will get it. Um, that being s- said, um, defensively for the Swifts, Sarah Clow and Maddie Turner were really impressive mm. um, against the Giants. So I think it will be a closer match. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, but I think Thunderbirds might get the get the win this week. Uh, I've got I've got a bit of a feeling that this one's going to ride on Maria Falau. Yes, yeah. because Need I think experience. yeah, I think she's gonna she's gonna really have to dominate and score probably close to thirty goals in mm. this one if. Um, the Thunderbirds are going to have a chance of winning. I'm going to say Swifts for this one um, just because I think they were really exciting in, in round one and really took their chances and won that game against the Giants. Uh, the last game of the round is the Giants uh, coming down to Melbourne to play the Vixens. This is going to be a real interesting one because <laughs> a, a, once again, um, it's different ends of the spectrum. The Vixens really dominant in round one, the Giants with a lot to work on. What do you guys think about this one? It's got for me. It's got to be the Vixens because I just think they are too strong everywhere. You look in the attack and you're like, oh, I don't see a weakness. All right, I'll move to the midcourt. Oh, still no weakness. <laughs> yeah. And then defensively, they're just too they good. They have options. They have options, and they all play their role so well. And with the you know, they've been together for so long. They've gel. They gel well. Even with Thwaites coming back into the side, it's like nothing's changed. Yeah. And I think the Giants. They might come out with fire in the belly, but you know they just—they I don't think they have the ability to ke- to keep up with them at this stage. Yeah, yeah. Mid court wise, I don't know whether they have it in them. Uh, the Giants, that is. I think the Vixens, yeah, just have it over them. That being said, if they have the slow start that they did on the weekend, um, the Giants may actually 
be given, like almost yeah. gifted the opportunity to get ahead because the Vixens spent all of the first half actually catching up. Yeah. They they were down in the first quarter, they caught up in the second quarter, and then at, at the end of the first half, they were able to say, okay, now we're starting from zero again. Yeah. So that's a real issue. Yeah. They'll want to clean that up. And if Vixens can get that done and make the job count in the beginning, yeah. I think they've got it. Yeah, it's it's going to be a real interesting game. I'm going to say Vixen just because if they can if they can get two great quarters or even three yeah. great quarters in this one, they're going to run away with this game. The midcourt will be really interesting in this game because I think Kate Maloney and Jamie Lee Price will kind of cancel each other out yeah. because yeah. they're both wing defenses turned into centers. That's true. So they're, they're both really defensive-minded. So that then turns into... Is Kim Green going to have the bigger impact? Obviously, Renee Ingalls is going to be playing on her, or is Liz Watson going to take advantage of the Palmenta. matchup with Parmenter? And and really, um, you'd expect that Liz Watson. Yeah, you'd expect that Liz Watson yeah. will, will get the chocolates in that one. So, I think that'll turn into a uh, Vixens victory in round two. Now we'll move on to our team of the week for round one, and I, there's not a lot of surprises, I don't think, in this one because. It's, it's, been, it's, been the, the it's been the it. players we've been mentioning um, throughout our reviews. I'll go through it pretty quickly because there's not much more to say about most of these players. Goalkeeper, <laughs> Shamira Sterling. No we've spoken about there. her enough. Uh, goal defence, April Branley. Um, we said had an absolute great game uh, against uh, the, the Lightning and really came into her own. And that, and that partnership yeah. with Jeeva Mentor is, is great for April Branley. Uh, wing defense, Gabby Simpson. As yeah. I said, the stats don't do her justice. She did a great job on Liz Watson um, in that game. In center, Kim Revalian. Kimmy Rav, back in the mix. I, th- I think yeah. it's the first time she's been in the team. I don't think she made a team of the week yeah, all I don't last think season. She did last season. Um, it was I, a bit of an off year for her. I but... reckon she's going to be a constant now. Yeah. Yeah. She has yeah. just, just, I think that break. Um, from the international side, really just boosted yeah. her. Yeah. And she looks so fresh. Massive. Yeah. It's it's really exciting. And now we can't just drop Serena Guthrie's name into that, oh, that team so of the sad. week every, every week <laughs> yeah. because it's going to be wide open. Yeah. Um, just you there, wait. I'll still a, try. Yeah, there's a lot of great centers <laughs> in this competition, but Kim Revalian was the standout in round one. Wing attack, Paige Hadley for the Swifts. She was absolutely awesome and really instrumental for the Swifts in their win. Um, in goal attack, we've gone with Joe Harton because she was kind of the one that that had that was getting the Giants into the game. It was Held really, it up yeah, for the was Giants. was the one that that was really the backbone for them because, as we said, Bassett not shooting at the percentage we expect of her. So it was really on Joe Harton, and it maybe will be this week if if Bassett has those same struggles. Uh, in goal shooter, this is where we're going to go for our vote this week. Where all completely split on which goal <laughs> shooter should be um, in our team of the week for round one. So we've got three options for you to go follow us at center pass pod on Twitter. And we'll put up a poll uh, later this week, just to vote for our goal shooter in our team of the week for round one. Our options are Janelle Fowler, Caitlin Thwaites and Sasha Glasgow. We spoke about all three of them. They all had great performances. I think Fowler was the number one, or she was 51 of 51 for her. Thwaites, um, Thwaites was 50 from 51. Yeah, Must be something Thwaites about was 50 51. of 51. Um, I think Glasgow, was, I think she was 37 of 47, so not as prolific as the other two, but as we said, was so important in those first uh, in that first half when uh, that game was really up for grabs and did a great job for the Thunderbirds. So... Do go vote at Centre Pass Potter on Twitter. 
Um, that's all we've got time for this week. Round one of Suncorp Super Netball is in the books, and we'll look ahead to round two. Uh, if you do want more Suncorp Super Netball news, reviews, um, interviews with some of the players, go to netball.draftcentral.com, and there's some great content up there, so do go check that out. That's all we've got time for, and we will speak to you next week.